Hello! Welcome to the Disclaimer! This is the part where I tell you that we are a spoiler-heavy podcast. We will be talking about Wheel of Time. We will be doing it soon after the episodes drop. We will be talking about things from the books. We will be ruining things if you don't want them ruined. So, uh, maybe watch a few more episodes and then come back to us. Uh, Also, just to note, we also are adults here. We speak about things. We're vulgar. It's just the way things are. That's how the wheel weaved it. And uh, on that note, that's the end of the disclaimer. So, hope you enjoy our podcast. this time so we will be going into that lots bit. of opinions yes yes so um but i hope everyone had a great christmas did, did you have a good christmas in this week yeah it was pretty good i ate, ate food ate food drank heaps yeah lots of stuff good lots, times good merry yes uh-huh. um we had a wonderful christmas um cat got cat toys so yeah the cat got toys that she actually plays with which yeah. is fantastic I know, it's, it's like surprising, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, let's We'll kick get off into with it. our cold open where we have Louis Louis Theron Telemon and uh, Latra who is um now this is a really odd character to pull up this early. Um, really? Sh- this conversation, I feel like this conversation happened like a long way down the line in terms of the books, oh, like you know, say, you know, book five or seven or nine or something like that. It's not, it's not an early conversation, but right. I don't think this exact conversation happened either. Right. But I really like this interaction. Does, does it give it a bit more uh, fluff? No, 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 no. It's 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 pretty bang on. But like I said, okay. I don't think it's an exact conversation. It's a, it's like a they've paraphrased and created something new out of what was in there. Oh, right, okay. So Latra was the woman who basically said, we're not going to help you for reasons X, Y, Z. And Lewis Theron went, well, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. So they they just had a differing of opinions, which, you know, this scene showed up really well, I thought. Yeah. Um, the one thing that you kind of pointed out... Um, she it, called him the Dragon Reborn. Yeah, you pointed out that uh, she said he was the Dragon Reborn, but actually he's actually the, the Dragon. Yeah, he's Louis Darren Telemon, the Dragon. The Dragon. Yeah. So the Dragon Reborn is him being reborn. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. If he was the Dragon and he was called the Dragon Reborn, it's like, no, yeah, he's like, the Dragon. I think they're trying to indicate that the Dragon gets born every... 
for a thousand years? I know uh, every turning of the wheel. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of curious. Uh, the baby. Just a kid. Just a kid. Yeah. Just probably his kid. He had a big family. Right. Okay. Who he murdered. Great. All of them. Right. Horrifically. Great. Yes. Um, yeah, Tamil and Seed. Tamil and Seed. Not a phrase that we have heard before. Or ever. Ever, no. It's a new phrase. Mm-hmm. It does not exist. Oh, right, okay. It doesn't right. it does not exist. Um not in the wolves. The Tamilan ring was worn by one named character, and that character was Lewis Theron I am so confused. Is it the ring thing that's around his hand? I have no idea what that is, actually. That's probably some... Just to make it... I don't know. It's fancy dancy. Yeah. But, yeah, so so my, my issues here were, were basically in, in the, like... You know, the Tamilin seat is... It, it's basically what he's... What they've tried to do is they've tried to make it seem like she's the leader of the women, the Tamilin seat, and he's the... Leader of the men? The dragon reborn. The, the dragon. Um, yeah. So, it was, uh, it was a bit jarring to start off with. I thought it was really cool to see the Age of Legends. And honestly, when I see Lewis Theron Telemon in a room in his home, I can't not help imagine that home filled with blood and gore and bodies sticking out of walls and floor and stuff. Great. Yeah, because that's kind of the only really good image I have of Lewis Theron Telemon. He was not a... He didn't end well. I bet, I bet. Well, that, he's called the Lewis Theron Kinslayer. Kinslayer? Kin. Oh, As kin. in, like, murdered your entire family, right. you Kinslayer. Right, oh, Jesus. Not a name that you would like to have uh, going around, would no. you? No, so he... And, well, he got it after he died. Because oh, that well. was the last thing he did before he died, was kill, kill all his, his family, family and, then, yeah. and then created Dragon Mount. Yeah, because he killed all his family... Travelled travelled halfway across the world in an instant, and then summoned all the powering. Well, he, he his his madness kind of stopped, and he saw what he did, and then he yeah because he went across to make Dragon Mount. Yeah, because Ishmael um, healed him of his insanity using the Dark One's power. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so this was interesting. In like you know, the hundred companions go to the go to the boar to seal the dark one yeah. and, and like like Letra says um, he counter strokes and corrupts the taint and yeah. and the women are there to pick up the pieces yeah so that's a little cold open it was yeah a bit jarring yeah so you, you thought it gave the body to everything I guess I feel like it kind of I don't know I almost feel like it would have been better to, to have done the the prelude the, okay. Instead, like I, I know they're probably avoiding it because of the uh, the Billy Zane incident from a few years back. Uh, there was a, someone created that prelude, prelude scene, right? Went for like ten minutes, fifteen minutes or something, right? And Billy Zane was in it. Oh, yeah, right. It was good. It was it was good. All the Wheel of Time people enjoyed it for what it was, but oh, yeah. it was also terrible at the same time. <laughs> All right, so we have so I think they're avoiding that scene for that for those because it's already been. Kind of done. Yeah, but it should have been redone a lot better because I thought introducing Ishmael would have been useful. Fair enough. So anyway, we have our front, we have our you know 
opening credits and everything. Yeah, and still good. Still good. And then we come to The Blight. Yeah, well, just on just on the opening credits while we're talking about it. Yes. I'm really hoping that we get like a few different weaves for season two intros. Ooh. Instead of just focusing on the Aes Sedai, let's start focusing. I want to see some dragon weaves. I want to see some raven weaves since we're introducing them in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see some wolf weaves. I'd like to see some, and obviously some more um, serpents and uh, flames of Tarvalon. Yeah. But um, there's a lot that could be put into the weaves as a, almost as like, you know, you like Min's foreshadowing. Yeah. Like like what, what Min says, like these the kind of things in the pattern, like, <coughs> you know, that, yeah. that could be hidden in there. I think that'd be a really cool aspect if someone could be bothered doing that. Mm. I reckon that'd be really cool. Mm. Anyway, shall we go to the Blight? To the Blight! So yes, Moraine the gnarled trees of gnarliness. So Moraine and good old uh, uh, Bran Alphor. Yeah, the dragon reborn. Mm-hmm. He kind they're walking through this blight thing and and it's gross and it's it's very woody. Yeah, like it's very like dense kind of trees and stuff. So they're, they're picking their way through and a lot of dead bodies. And yeah, like dead bodies with weird growths on them and stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm like. I looked at it, I'm like, no. Yeah, Moraine's like, don't touch this. And, I'm, and, and like, don't you know what? Don't touch anything. Moraine, any normal person would be like, I don't want to be here, let alone touch anything, you crazy lady. <laughs> this is your idea. I would be the same. Uh, yeah. This is your idea. You told me that you said that we had to come here. And now you're thinking I'm just going to go around touching stuff. Matt's not here anymore, okay? Oh, Matt. <laughs> because obviously if Matt was there, he would have been touching stuff. What do you reckon? No, he didn't in the books, so. Oh, he didn't. Look, in the books, all of them went to the eye. Yeah. Wow. So this is another... There's a lot of deviations from the books to the show this time around, so... Yeah. You weren't very happy about that. Look, I'm still processing it a lot, to be honest, because mm. it's... It was very much... It, not in the same way that episode one changed a lot of things. Mm. This has changed a lot of things that have, I would say, a longer-running issue. Do you reckon that the screenwriters might have not read the books? Honestly, I, I don't want to comment on that because I don't... I have nothing to say about that at the moment because right. this is just... difficult. Fair enough. We'll, we'll touch on it a bit later. Right, so we... Look, so let's just... Uh, we'll get through the... They, they have a little conversation about don't touching stuff on the blight... Parent and Egwene have a little pow-pow. How are you? I'm good. Yep, we good. Are we good? Yep, yeah, I'm good. We're good. Let's I love go. Perrin. It's cool. Let's do that. Back to back to the blight again for a little bit of blightiness, I think. Or do we... Is it, is, do we have a little conversation with uh, Nynaeve first? Or what's the story? <coughs> We're back to the blight. Oh, no. Oh, the Towers of Malkir. Of course. We have to talk about the Towers of Malkir. Can you... Tell us about the Towers of Malkir. Oh, well, it's where Lan was born. It's uh, one of the Borderlands kingdoms uh, was overrun when Lan, like, literally the day Lan was born. Mm-hmm. Um, it fell to the Blight. Um, no survivors. Right, except for Lan. Except for Lan. And, like... That, that, that nice guy. Miscellaneous, um, like, you know, there'll be a point where a whole bunch of, sh- of um, people who associate with Malkir just decide to randomly show up. Right, okay. So they're out there, they're just not a unified nation. 
they're oh. kind of like you know they're all refugees in different countries or whatever and they or you know my dad was a Malkir or my grandpa was and I'd like to pick up his you know pick up where he left off and yeah and and lands of course saying no go away and they went you can't stop us you're not a king but he is <laughs> yeah well that that there's no kingdom and he says there is no kingdom so there is I'm no king and they're like cool you can't stop us then. Right. Yeah, they totally like double negative him. He, he's, he's so cranky. He's like, stop following me. And they're like, we're not following. We're only 20 metres behind you and we're clearly by ourselves. <coughs> clearly. Yeah, which way are you going tomorrow? <laughs> so anyway. So Malkia is, is a, it's a, a very dead place full of very dead peoples. Yeah. The only other name, there's only one possible other survivor who is, I think, Lan's cousin. Again, that's that could happen. It probably won't. It's just some... so look. It's a it's a smaller storyline. It's quite a confusing one. After a while, oh, right. don't think it's really worth the payoff. Fair enough. <coughs> so yeah, so that was uh, so that's the the seven so towers. So about forty years old then. I'd say so. Yeah. 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 <coughs> you know, if Moraine says forty years, that that would be about right. Because mm. mm. she'd know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Right. Did he was he evacuated straight to Shavuon or? To China. Oh right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's why and he's got she, friends she in China. Borderlands. Like that, that dude in China from yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah. He was with the dude that smuggled him out. Right. Yeah, of course you did say that. Yeah. Sorry. Too too much uh, Christmas drinks and. Yeah. Not enough Christmas so, water. Yeah, look, it's, um... Yeah, is a very sad story. No mm. no real no real happy ending there, so... Uh. But then we go to the the king of Malkir, Daishan, uh, the Golden Crane. Lan. Lan. Daddy. And, uh, Nynaeve, the angry braid puller. And, uh... She's not angry, she's surly. She's always angry. If she's not angry about something, she's pissed about something else. Um, she's not pissed when she's around land. No, nah, no. Nah, when she's around land, she goes all Sausen. like teddy bear. She's like, ah, land. Yeah, her guards down. Oh, she totally drops it later, like when they actually like proper hook up. Mm, okay. But so this is the this is the um, this is actually a really big speech moment. Yeah. How would you feel about this speech? I think it was really nice. Um, just saying. Like, Nynaeve is kind of tossing up her options at the moment. Because she's like, if I go back to two rivers after this is done, be wisdom, I can't be with land. Yeah. But if I go to Salvalon and become an Isodite, I can pick land, but I can't because he's already with Moraine. Mm-hmm. But I'll still be around land, mm-hmm. and lands is like, like, well, I'll be jealous of the guy who will be that you choose. That you eventually choose to marry, yeah. Yeah. And. And I'll hate him because it's not me. But. And I'll, I'll love him because it'll make you smile. smile. Yeah. No, I think that's really sweet, but sad at the same time because he really wants her. Yeah, and the reason he's doing this is because he literally has a death wish. Yeah. He's like, Moran dies, I die. That's how this works. And I die first, okay? That's how that works. Yeah. So, you know, he he's, um... 
He's a rival die bitch. Yeah, he literally he's he's he swore an oath to protect her and yep. and to to die fighting in the blight. I think like you know he's he 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 literally says he has no future. Yeah, and I guess he didn't want to drag her down that path, but also it will hurt him. As why much. would why would you make that make the woman you love? marry someone who's gonna like he doesn't want to marry her to immediately make her a widow yeah exactly exactly like it's just it's a heartbreaking yet beautiful sentiment oh yeah it's pretty rough these two these two uh yeah struggle town for a long time for these two they they try really hard yeah gets better when the, the the stronger Nynaeve gets and the more in control of her power she becomes oh, okay. the funnier it gets because <laughs> she gets so you reckon she's surly now wait until she knows she's the most powerful person in the room oh right she's like motherfucker I told you to do something you fucking do it okay and then she she, she she'd be flashing her ring around like even though she's not a full sister she's flashing it around like Bling bling, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, yeah, uh, I I really like their dynamic at the moment. Yes, they are very because fun. It, because, because they know that it can't happen, but it still happens. Yeah, they're both very aware that they have a massive amount of responsibilities. Yes, that's the one. And that they can't stop to do what they want. In the face of all of these mounting responsibilities, I love the fact that you turned around. So I wasn't tracking you. I was tracking Moraine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's another grumble, grumble. All right, what's your grumble? grumble? Another grumble, grumble on that one. They're pretty sure that Nynaeve tracked the kids, specifically Egwene. Now, if we recall the, do we, yes, her. because do you recall the conversation about breakback fever or, or breakbone fever? Yeah. Where Nynaeve sat by the bedside all night, mm. and then she said, "You know, Nynaeve, Egwene didn't break," and I said, "No, no, no, Nynaeve healed her with the power. Mm. That power created a link, so oh. she could she could sense where Egwene was, and therefore where the rest of them were." And so, so, but instead of finding Egwene, she found Moraine and Lat. Right. Okay. So. So that Egwene was in a similar direction to them. So basically, like women with the power have, there's a range of different shit that comes with using it in different ways. Yeah. So when Nynaeve heals people, she creates this like mini bond, where she so can at kind the of she has a mini bond with, with all of them. Because she basically Andrew. she basically healed them all like growing up by accident. Oh. You know, oh, here's a little, um, you know, I'll put a salve on that wound. And, oh, that, that healed quickly. Oh, that's weird. And people in the room was like, geez, she's a... That's Great why, healer. She's a, that's why she was... They bitched about her being such a young wisdom, but she was so good, they let it slide. Right. They were like, yeah, she's too young, she's too young. Yeah, but, I mean, sometimes you heal her. She goes to heal... Go, you know, you cut yourself or something. Mm. She fixes that up and it heals in a day. And you're like, geez, that's weird. She's she's really good at her job. So she's got a connection with heaps of different people because she's healed them. 
And like the closer her emotional connection with the person or at the time of the healing, the stronger it will be. Exactly. So she would say Egwene is like a little sister to her. Uh huh. So that's why their bond is quite strong. Indeed. And she has feelings for Lan. Well, that hadn't happened yet, so. Well, she healed him. But yeah, but I'm talking about the tracking at the beginning. Oh, yeah, tracking. Right, so anyway, she's saying that she tracked Moraine because she had to tell. Right. <coughs> and then they refused to tell us what it was. Yeah, okay. Wouldn't it, would it not have been much easier to have gone with the uh, I can track her using the power? Yes. And therefore managed to get all the other children to the eye of the world. That would have made sense. Hmm. And then everyone would be there, except yeah. for Matt. Except for Matt, who, Idiot. for unknown reasons, is not there. Um, so anyway, um, I... So a little conversation there. We took. We we went into yeah. that pretty pretty in depth. I love the look that she gives. <coughs> me, though. Yeah. That, like she's she's definitely like I am not upset. I am stoic. I am person in authority that does not show emotion crying. <laughs> yeah, but she. You can also see a woman devotion there. Yeah. The softness in their game. They're deep into each other. It's, yeah, it's really it's, sweet. It's gross. They're the kind of people that mac out in a restaurant. Oh no, I don't. I think it's more. It will be more handholding or slight touching. Land, oh no, yeah, no. Land, would be like displays of public affection, minimal, <laughs> excessively minimal. Actually, so. that's pretty much right on character. Actually, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there's um. Their their power dynamic in terms of relationship powers, like who's in who's in the dominant and who's in the submissive, in uh, the, in their relationship. Later on, entirely depends on the setting. So switching me? Like, you know, in public, she's... What she says goes. She's Aes Sedai. Yeah. In private, he's the king of Malkir. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, so, like, <laughs> once you... You know, once, you, once they get into the room together, it just... The whole... The, the dynamic just does a 180. Yes. And so, you know, she's like, you know, give me 10 push-ups. He'll be like, yes, dear. <laughs> and then, like, they get home and he's like, okay... You know, yeah, pretty much, like you know, or something a bit more nefarious, I imagine. Oh dear. Actually, you know, if she was in charge, it'd be more nefarious, I imagine too. They're they're both horrible people. (laughs) (laughs) Very frisky. They've got a whole country to repopulate. Oh Jesus! All right. Uh, Calm down. Dream time. Dream time. Welcome to the dream time where people get stabbed through the face. So. Twice in the one scene. We're back at the bite. Blight. In in the blight. Uh, with Rand, our fool. And... Lord of the Morning. Lord of the Morning. What? He's got a lot of titles. Okay, go. I don't know them all. Um, there's so many. Okay. Um, you know, we shall Tom, research this. And look, a bunch of them are um, spoilery. Because they're the ones... Uh, there's the ones that Lewis Theron Telemorn had. And then there's the ones that Rand accumulates over time. Uh, okay. And he ends up having like, I don't know... 17. Jeez. Like, because they give him all of Lewis Theron's as well. So he gets, like, you know, Lewis Theron Telemon, Lord of the Morning, Kinslayer, uh, you know, Randall Four, you know, etc., 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 you know. Yeah. Spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. Yes. But, so anyway, we're in the blight, and Rand wakes up and, like, there's shit all over his hand. He's like, ah. Yeah, yeah, the, the, he's dreaming that the... the 
Well, we don't know it's a dream at this exact he, he's moment. He's dreaming that the forest is taking him. Yeah, the, the, the blight is like growing onto him while he's sleeping. Mm. Creepy, mm. creepy, the, creepy. The blight is Alive. darkness. Yeah, it's darkness. Yeah, it's... Moraine it's, um, uh, put it quite succinctly. It's the rot spreading from the Dark One's prison. Yes, and yeah. seeing that growing on Rand's like, oh, okay. Creepy, creepy. Well, that, well, we saw the guy that was like had trees and mushrooms growing over him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, Rand wakes up and Marines is like, were you dreaming? Tell me about your dream. Next thing you know, and she's like, dreams are important. Next thing you know, fucking knife goes through it. Stabbed through the face hole. Yeah, uh, yeah, from the back. Right through the neck, out through the mouth. Very graphic, very dramatic. And, and she dies well. Inazuka was like, what? Uh, look, I was, I was pretty certain that at this point we were in dream mode, but... Yeah, but... You, I was you, still you, questioning what the hell was going on. Yes, so anyway, Moray's like, yeah. You Ten said, points to Rosemond Pike for a fantastic death scene. Yes, I would have she, to agree. She, she was great. I totally bought that. She looked, up, she looked proper dead. And then you see the Dark One's volcano face. Volcano face, eyes of ember. Eyes of ember. And Rand shoots a bow at him. And nails it. And nails it in the eye. Right in the eyeball. Right in the weak spot, right? And then he's like, oh, well, <coughs> I will just get rid of that. Yeah, now this is very... Now, so, looking at the um, the actual scene itself, it looks like he has a veil over his face. It's mm. like cloth. Yeah, like a protect... I think it's probably a, a weave of some type. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um... This is uh, the Dark One. Is, is it the actual Dark One confirmed? Ishamel? Ishamel is not the Dark One. Oh. Ishamel is a Forsaken. Right, okay. Now, Sorry, I... I don't know if we had this particular character's name dropped. What, Ishmael? It, no. This character behind the mask with the ember eyes... I don't think he had a name drop. Uh, you're saying, oh, okay. Right, so Kiki's trying try to tell me off in the background here that um, <laughs> it, he, his name, his character name came up on the X, X-ray, um, yeah. on the extra details. So it is Ishmael. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, why? Well, Ishmael does pretend to be the Dark One quite often, so that works all right. Uh, yeah, all right. okay. <coughs> but he's not quite who I was expecting to show up at the Eye of the World. Right. Aragnor, or that other guy, who died immediately in the first book, so whatever. Bethamel. Bethmel? Bethmel? I don't know, something like that. It started with a B. Right. But there was two Forsaken at the Eye. Right. And one was killed by the Green Man, uh, right. who does not appear in the TV show. Yeah. And okay. the other fought Rand to drain the power at the eye of the world. Like drain his power? No, drain the power from... So oh. there was... In the eye of the world was a pool of sighting of the male power source, like a liquid pool of it. Right. And Rand drained it. And this other Forsaken tried to do the same, but burnt himself out, cooked himself up to ashes. Right. But Rand went on a whole different adventure. Right. He did some shit in that... He did, so he drew all the source from that one pool 
and then went off on an adventure for like the next five minutes did some crazy shit we'll go into a bit later um but yeah so there's a lot uh so anyway they have a little chat chatty chat we'll go into the the, mm. the proper high of the world stuff later uh so ishamel and uh the lord of lies Lord of Lies. Father of Lies, Ishamael. Because um, yeah. I believe we already got that when um, Stepan was praying just before he killed himself. Yep, before Seppuku. Yeah, um, so he starts talking to, to Rand about He's like, you know, last time you were here, you came at me with 100 companions and stuff. Like, you know, this time you showed up with like the weakest eyes that I have seen in the Yonks. Yeah. Like, he's not very impressed, is he? Like, he's like, what, what's your plan? He's like, yeah, you can come all the way here, man. Like, what you doing? <laughs> and then, he, and then <coughs> Rand draws his sword, and he goes, ooh, hello. Ooh, Heronmark Blade, where'd you get yeah, that? That's yeah. fancy. From your father. No. He goes, oh, from my father. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he's just like, your father, the sheep farmer... Well, actually, uh, he says, you know, your father died a long time ago. Mm. Now, this is something that is a reoccurring theme here. Because the Forsaken are from the Age of Legends, they literally fought Lewis Theron. Oh, right. Lewis Theron, when he, when he sealed the Dark One back up, he, wasn't, he didn't just seal the Dark One. He managed to seal the Dark One and all of the Forsaken back up with him. Oh, right. So the Forsaken were Aes Sedai that turned to the Dark One. Right. Right? So they knew each other. And Ishamael was a rival of Lewis Theron. Right. So he is speaking to him as if he's speaking to Lewis Theron. Yeah, I saw that. Not Rand. Yeah. And Rand's just like, I have no idea what you're doing. I don't know who this Lewis Theron bullshit is, you know. Mm. Why are you calling me that? I'm not him. Mm. So, yeah, it's a... And he goes... Yeah, so he's, um... Yeah, do you think that the shepherd of the two rivers is your father? Oh, you really do think he's your father? Yeah, like, and, and that, again, that's because he, from his perspective, Lewis Theron's father was Lewis Theron's father, mm. not Rand's father. Because mm. he ha- he's got the soul of the dragon, right? He is the dragon. Yeah. Yes. So, so Rand's got the soul of the dragon. Yes. Could you think that he's just talking to his soul more than Rand? He doesn't know. Look, uh, like he's trying to bring out. The it's soul. like he's trying to drag Lewis Theron out. Yeah. You know. So, but we, there's a lot. There's a lot to that. Okay. That's that's a long time kind of story arc that we're going to explore a bit later. Oh, okay. Is, is the duality of being a reborn person and regaining your memories. Right, okay. Um, so, anyway, he goes, alright, mate, just put down the sword. You know, I'm no threat to you. Yeah, okay. Rand's just like, nah, this is a dream, it's a dream, I don't want to be here, I don't like you, shut the fuck up. Shook! Stabby, stab, self-stab. He stabbed himself. He just, now... I, I must, I must commend him. Fucking dramatic. I must say, yes. Like that's that's a very dramatic way to go about business. Because what if you were wrong? Yeah. Like you know, probably like maybe you know, cut your leg or something, but. But in another way, at least 
he wouldn't be used. Um, yeah, true, true. Unless he... Because he, he could still be used if he cut his finger off. Yeah, look... I think cutting and his, whole, the whole, himself is a very good option. The fact that... The dream world is not that... It, it, the dream world is very clear-cut. Uh, uh, there's a lot of detail put okay. into what it is and how it operates. Right. So I'm thinking this is a blunder. Oh, dear. Because if you kind of kill yourself in the dream world, you kind of die. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's a bit where one chick is, um, like, literally drags another chick into the dream world and, like, stills her and, and paralyzes her in the dream world and it, it it goes over into the main world so when and because they she did it in the dream world no one can undo the the weaves on this chick so she's fucked forever Jesus Christ she must really hate that person oh yeah no they were um they do not exist uh <laughs> sorry that, that, that's potential spoilers it's the oh. the black ajar Jesus which do not exist they apparently do not exist. No, ask any of the eyes that die. The black Sedai, the black Ajar do not exist. All right. Well, when I see them next, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Just let them know. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah. Okay. So you think it's a potential blunder here? Potential, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Do you reckon that they're trying to re rewrite the dream world? Well, no. It is because Rand does have a habit of stabbing himself. Sake. It's literally a move. It's called sheathing the sword, uh, and he he pulls it off like a cup a couple of times. Must be very fucking painful. But I don't think this one is one of those times. Right. So this is more a season two ending, I think, where he needs to sheathe the sword to win. But right. Um, All right. So anyway, he kills himself in the dream, and then immediately wakes up and has the exact same conversation again. Yeah, with Moraine. Yeah, this, I kind of felt that was a bit weird and like, oh, I thought that might throw him off a bit, but he's just like, what's your plan? You've always got a plan. Yeah, you're you're the planner here. You play 3D, yeah. you're playing like 5D chess. Yeah. Yeah, right? So you, you drag us all the way out here. You've known all this shit for so long. What's your goddamn plan? Mm-hmm. And then she pulls out this little man figurine. Yes, and then names it a Sar Angriel. What's a Sar Angriel? I have no idea anymore. I've given up trying. If you listen to the rest of it, guys, you've heard me rant about this before. It's a Sar Angriel. It gives you power. Some of them do specific things. Some of them do uh, unknown things. Some of them just do so, weird shit. Sar Angriels uh, allows the channeler to draw more power. Only differences between an Angriel um, is that of the object of the ladder, which is more powerful. So Sar Angriel is like an upgraded Angriel. So it's like they're both... So the Tur Angriels would be the um, ones that have specific uses. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So a Sar... Oh. So I wonder if those giant ass statues... That, yeah, they're Sar Angriels. So, yeah. So, okay. so some people made some big ass statues. Really, really fucking big fuck off statues. And these statues are Sar Angriel. Ooh, is this a type of one? No, these are hidden. Ooh, okay. One's buried, and one, I think, is like all that's left is a hand poking up out of an island. 
like in the middle of the ocean. It's like an island oh, that's just a hand. Right, okay. And it's got like a ball in it or something. Right. Now there's like little versions of them mm-hmm. that can connect you to the giant statue versions. Oh, and at right. some point, two people who will remain nameless at this point, but two very entirely very strong people, mm-hmm. use these statues right. to do a very large task. And literally every channeler on earth is like, hey, what's going on over there? What the fuck is that? Like, someone's doing something. Because, like, it was so much power, everybody knew. So these things were, like, built to, like, counter the dark one, basically. Right. Yeah, they, they were big. And they were from the Age of Legends. Right. But they'll come back into it later. Giant statues, people. Keep them in mind. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, so, anyway. So, little Sarangriel that does stuff. Yes. That's the plan. Um, and, like, they keep walking. They keep walking through the flight a little bit. And, oh, no. They, yeah, not much. They, they, they have a bit, bit of a weird... They don't really talk much. Like, they, they have a lot of these really little short scenes where they have, like, a few sentences each. Mm. Um, because she, you know, she said, he says, you know, can you teach me how to channel? Yeah. And she's like, oh, uh, no. No. No, because if I teach you, the more you touch it, the crazier you go. That's right. And he goes, oh, but you showed egg weighing. Yeah, but she wasn't using the male source. That's right. But he goes, you showed egg weighing because you thought that she was going to be the Dragon Reed one. You showed her to the ambulance seat. You showed her how to channel. So what the fuck? Yeah, and she's like, yeah, I thought it was her. And he's like, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we both fucked up there, didn't we? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but um, I thought they really missed a great opportunity for a uh, for a, a classic line there oh, yeah. of you know can you teach me how to channel? No, can a can a bird teach a fish how to fly? Or can a fish teach a bird how to swim? Right. A man can't teach a woman, and a woman can't teach a man. Right. <laughs> Channeling is very different for both sides of the source. Right. So, again, I went into that back when we had, um, I think it was episode three, for Side Ear, Side Art, and Side yeah. in, um, where the different types of channeling and the different ways of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, as always, there are birds that swim and fish that fly. Yes. Yeah. Salmon. Women that can channel Side In, men that can channel Side Art. I mean, they're very rare. Very. But they do exist. Oh, there you go. And, yeah. So anyway, Nynaeve's just standing there trying to focus on the wind. Yeah, she's trying to listen to the wind. Now, she has not got the ability to do that anymore. Since she's channeled. Yeah, she's lost her ability to um, to listen to the wind. Not good. But Egwene... Still got it. Still got it. And she heard screaming. Yep, she heard screaming. She was like, I st- oh yeah, I can still hear it. And it sounds like, oh shit, we better get the flip out of here. That's what it sounds like. So their next move, after finding out that like you know they're clearly going to be attacked by, by shitloads of trollics, is to go and check on the chick who apparently can see the future. Min. Hello, Min. Hi, Min. Welcome back. Good to see you again. Uh, <laughs> she basically says, you know, everything I see comes true inevitably. Yeah. Everything. It's not I see the future. It's everything I see comes true. So she does. She sees the future. So, but it can but, uh, mean different things. Yeah. It's not as clear cut as what mm. she can see. And she saw Egg not Egg Nine Dying. 
dying and the the soldiers in the back all getting dying. their heads cut cut up cut open and stuff yeah. yeah and then the siren goes you know we're under attack and she's like oh well oh well that explains that Time to get the fuck out of here, right? Get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, so she has a quick little haircut, does a little outfit change, and we get classic Min. Classic Min. Now, Min first appeared in the story as a very tomboyish um, person running around Berlioz. And uh, so we get the bit of the tomboy look back. Ooh, okay. Because she's trying to hide. She doesn't like being known. Right. And she ends up... Well, I believe she'll probably end up in Tarvalon. Right. We may head back to Tarvalon after this. We may not. I don't know. We've been switched over to... Lord Aljamar and the Shinarans, and they're gearing up for war. So, yep, not much going on there. I really don't... I didn't enjoy these scenes with Lord Aljamar and Lady Amalissa. Why is that? I didn't think they were necessary. I didn't think they were useful in this episode. I thought it was wasted time, to be honest. Fair enough. Um, you know, she she has the same line three or four times, and it's the same couple of lines. You know, the gap won't hold. The gap won't hold. The gap won't hold. This city that has never fallen. This city that has never... Yeah, shut up. Like... Have useful dialogue. Yeah. Um, so he he's just like you know what to do to his brethren. Yeah, to his uh, to his. Uh, After finding out there's dark friends in the. Yeah, yeah. So there's dark friends Sorry, in the wall within the walls. So they got to get the shit out of there. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that shit apparently is the horn of Valir. Oh, fancy, fancy. The Horn of Valir, once blown, summons the greatest heroes out of history to come and fight your battles. Alright. It can only be used in the greatest need. By the dragon. No. No one said it had to be used by the dragon. It could be used by freaking anybody. <laughs> he said it's for the dragon. Oh, for the dragon. Nobody said the dragon had to use it. Anybody can use it. Mmm. Ah. And it didn't say that we were going to fight for the forces of good. It said anybody. That's scary. Yeah. So they, they, they go to do that, and Lord Aljamar goes to Tarwin's Gap. Lady Amalissa decides that she wants to wrestle, you know, find some Aes Sedai and sort her shit out. Or channelers. Some channelers. And she she has a conversation saying, hey, I remember when the father put his... Yeah, and he's like, I don't need his armour, I need my armour. So, like, I didn't understand the point of that, because we have no history of these characters. Yeah. We don't know shit about them. Yeah. They've been weirding us out for two episodes, and that's it, really. Yeah. And he's he's a. I'm not a fan of the way Lord Aljam. I'm not. I'm not a fan of how Shinar's been conveyed here. Fair enough. You know, I haven't heard once someone say "peace, peace be on your sword" or something like that. You know, which is. I really, I really want to hear that stuff. I want to hear see that cultural shit. Right. So. That was a cultural thing for that. They, these guys, era. these guys were like absolute badasses. The reason they knew in this in this scene where they, they were talking about the that we have dark friends is because they were so picky about it. If they were like they heard there was dark friends in there, they they literally go around and like hunt them. Right. They'd be like, "Who are you? Where are you from? What are you doing here?" Blah 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 blah. Mm. 
but they were um there's there's yeah there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot that's not there's a lot a lot of holes left from I don't and I, I of course I understand it's an adaptation but these are these are really big dramatic changes that I'm starting to worry about yeah because then we go so we'll stick with we'll stick with Lord Aljamar and that for now because I think we should just cover Randall in one hit yeah yeah I agree so we go to Tarwin's Gap. Um, Lord Aljamar has all his men. They ride out to Tarwin's Gap. Um, and then the uh, the women are all loading up. Min leaves. Um, Tarwin's Gap is our... We'll, we'll go straight to the Gap, right? Because it's under attack. Mm-hmm. Right? The Trollocs are swarming. It's a gigantic-sized army of Trollocs. They're very angry. They're very ugly. Mm-hmm. Lord Aljamar dies. Sad. Oh, okay. Lord Aljamar, why are you dead? Please be undead. Oh, he was not supposed to be dead? He was not supposed to die. Oh, no. He's not supposed to die. Uh, Lord Aljamar, please come back. Lady Amalissa, next up. Yeah. Now, channeling with a group. Yeah. That was my understanding that when one was channeling, uh, when you were teaming up in this way, it was nigh on impossible to burn out like this. Right. Right. Even said <coughs> even um, one Aes Sedai with a strong one, not super strong, but very strong, with 13 novices who had no skill and no training, dominated in the middle of a battle. Yeah. Because she could just keep drawing more and more yeah um so yeah I'm not I'm not certain I felt this I was I don't like this scene I thought it was a shit scene I thought it was I, unnecessary I not the fact that it was unnecessary like I, I get look I get the premise of why she just kept taking and taking and taking but I still really did not like the fact that she had to kill all these women just to kill, you know, an army trolling. Like, she could have stopped. She overdosed. She overdosed. And she goes, oh, I can see... She couldn't stop, though. She could have <coughs> cut it off. Yeah. Like, if you don't know how to cut it off, then don't fucking do it. Well, it was very sacrificial, which I thought was a bit strange for a dark friend. Well, uh... Yeah. Lady Amalissa. Is she a dark friend? Pretty sure she was, yeah. Far out there everywhere. Oh, yeah, no, every character's a dark friend. Be, be afraid. They're fucking everywhere. Don't no, no one from the two rivers. Okay. Well. No, no one from the two rivers. I was about to say, better not be Matt. Yeah, no one from the two rivers is a dark friend. Um, but I, I was pretty sure Lady Amalissa was a dark friend. So for her to go into battle and wipe out this whole army of Trollocs, I thought it was a bit, like, odd. Yeah. And also, I don't remember Lady Amalissa ever going into battle. She couldn't channel fucking shit. And, uh, yeah, so we had all that, and, uh, we had, like, obviously, the amount of power coming in was coming from Nynaeve and Egwene. Yeah, because they're quite powerful themselves. Yeah, so she was just, she overdosed heavily, killed the other two, Mm. and apparently killed Nynaeve. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. What is this bullshit? Oh, you you were very upset when you... I'm so, I'm so just... 
This is a fundamental rule of the series, is you cannot heal death. Right. She was full dead. I don't don't give me that mostly dead shit from you know Princess Bride. Yeah. Now Mel Brooks isn't coming back here with with like you know some weird shit to save her. Yeah. This is fundamentally wrong. So in the books themselves, if they're dead, they're dead. Yeah, if you're dead, you're dead. No, this red witch. Um, nah, none nonsense. of this resurrecting bullshit. Yeah. Um, and also, I really hate killing someone to immediately resurrect them. It's, and that's a leftover from One Piece. One Piece does that a lot, and I really don't like it in that. Uh, right. And I don't like it in any other medium either. And so, when you kill someone, be sure to kill them. You know, don't don't bring them back next episode or five minutes later. You completely take away from the emotional response. Yeah. So Egwene's sitting there holding on Eve, and then she apparently brings her back from the dead. Yeah. Huzzah. Yay. Look, I love Nynaeve. Yeah, obviously. But the whole the whole scene itself was very self-serving. Yeah. Like the whole braid speech again, like just before yeah. she died. Like, what was that? Oh, you're a strong, powerful woman. But yeah. I'm also a strong, powerful woman, but I'm just going to die, though. Yeah. Like I'm taking all your damage, but you know you can you can still live on and stuff like that. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't like this that scene whatsoever. And I've told you, every time that we watch that that part, I was like, I hate this part. Yeah, it just it's it's frustrating. Yeah, even for someone who <coughs> hasn't read the books or anything like that. Yeah. I found it very very. Eh. Right, so then we'll, we go back to the throne room, and we've now Perrin. Perrin's flipped out. He said the way of the leaf is a bunch of bullshit. No shit, Perrin. And yet, L'Oreal gave gave him a very great advice. Advice, yes. Uh, if you don't know what to do, ask. 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 If you want to help, go ask. How can I help? Exactly. So he does, and because L'Oreal's a builder. Strong. Someone said he goes, I want to help in the most important way possible to someone, and they go, We'll take you to the most important people left. Which were in the Uno, Uno and all those guys. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Hey guy, you're a build like don't don't disturb us. Oh shit, he's a build up, well you can help us. Mm. So they get the horn out and the horn of Valir. Yep. And Padden Fane rolls in like the sneaky little bastard that he is. I hate him. You hate Padden Fane. I do. He's good. You say he's good, but I hate him. He's a good character. I really like Pat and Fane. Yeah. I like I like hating on Pat and Fane. Yes. So anyway, so that smiley bastard scurries off, and Perrin follows him because he's like, "Oi!" Yeah. I know you're not supposed to be here. Yeah, and then Perrin gets spooked by a bat. Yeah. It's a random ass scene. There's a lot of random scenes in this um, episode. Yeah. Look at. It felt like it was very sloppily It's very, together. very questionable, this episode. So anyway, so, yeah. then you hear L'Oreal... Um, uh, he hears people fighting and scrapping. Yeah. He goes, oh shit. Runs back in. Sees L'Oreal getting stabbed by Pad and Fane. Two fades in there with Pad and Fane. And L'Oreal getting stabbed by... Correct me if I'm wrong. Matt's fucking dagger? Yeah. So how did Pad and Fane get Matt's fucking dagger? Where the fuck's Matt? And where the fuck is Matt? So Pat and Fane 
and he, he now has the Horn of Valir. Yep, Dagger, Horn of Valir. Dagger, Horn of Valir in Shinar. Perfect! Thank you. Threads tied up, ready to go on to the next mission. Yeah. That is exactly where Padden Fane needs to be with all the items that Padden Fane needs. Bing! Huzzah! Finally, something right at the end of this. Is L'Oreal is not supposed to die. No, and anybody... Now, see, now we were so close to getting it right here, but then anybody stabbed with Matt's dagger will immediately die. That thing's got an instant kill. So if he gets stabbed... He's going to die. He's still going to come back? No. But he's got a whole big, like... Indeed. Tapestry to go... Uh, Literally, story. he needs to write the story that is the Wheel of Time. Like, that is him. He go, he writes the books. He's he's essentially Robert Jordan in this character. No, no, no. Robert Jordan's the creator. Oh, okay. He's God. He's God. Yeah. But Loyal is definitely the author to their entire story. So, killing he, him is... Oh. So, look, he can't be dead because he's Loyal. But he should be dead because he got stabbed with Matt's poison dagger. So we're in a bit of a like a infinite loop. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we get that. Perrin has a little chit chat with Padden Fane, mm. who basically says, "You guys, now how did he pronounce it? Tavirin? Tiverin? Tavirin? Tavern is the that's what Tavern. I've been. Tavirin is what he pronounced it. I called it Tavern. Um, it's Tavirin. Um, that is what I was saying uh, about making all five Tavirin because yeah. that would work out. Yeah. Here we are. They're all Tavirin. Beautiful. That'll happen. That's good. I like because, that. Yeah, you think I, I really want to come to your shitty sheep infested... Yeah, a little backwater bitch tits place. Like, fuck that. No way. Yeah, and then, you know, it's hard enough, you know, having two people as Tavirin. Five? Yeah, they're saying one in a generation is rare. Yeah. Like, it could be one every hundred years. And he's like, well, five, you know, bingo... Yeah, and the last, like I said, I think they said the last great Taviran was uh, Arta Hawkwing. Arta Hawkwing? Arta Hawkwing, mm. whose armies may or may not have um, made their appearance. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so that's um, that's our little end in, in Shinar. Yeah, because we, we'll, we glossed over everything, we'll go back to where Random Moraine is in the Blight. Whether at the eye of the world, and so Francis is like, so everyone would die if if they're not me. Yeah, anyone that's not me is gonna die in here, right? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, that means you too. And he goes, well, you stay here, I'll go. Yeah, and she's like, no. Nah. So she goes. She goes, but so that location was a match with the location from our cold open, right? From the Age of Legends. Um, the uh, the circle pattern thingy is like in the background that you can see it. It's like a mm. like an area. So, so this was once created in the Age of Legends. Right. Right. Now it's been swallowed by the blight. It's sad. Oh, it's been three thousand years. What more do you want? But what made it really interesting when they got down to the bottom, Moraine kind of mentioned, you know, what do you remember? Usually there's memories tied with, you know, places. Yeah. And he starts talking not as himself, as actual the dragon. Yeah, but he kind of says, you know, I remember these things, but like the the, the memories are there, but they're not 
stable. Like, I grab them, they slip away. They're, like, yeah. you know, grasping at clouds, you know. it's Yeah. It's very difficult for me to kind of say what I'm feeling. And then he notices the ground. Mm. And on the ground we have the ancient symbol of the Aes Sedai. Which, yeah, it is a yin yang symbol. It is the dragon's fang and the, t- the, the flame of Tarvalon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, once again, duality, etc., etc. And as soon as he touches it, he. He's uh, transported. He immediately goes into dream mode. Yeah. Um, and he's unconscious in the real world and <laughs> having a conversation with Shamal again. In the dream world. Now he has a little the, the reality check with Egwene. Yeah, he's just like, oh. A child. Now Joya, uh, I, look, I'm I'm grasping here, but I think Joya may have been um, Rand's or Egwene's grandmother's name. Oh, right, okay. Or something like that. Or it might have been Tam's mother's name or mm-hmm. something like that. So that's why the Joya kind of resonated with him because he was oh. like, oh, you know, I know this name. Yeah. This is what... This makes sense for me to call my child this. Yeah. So anyway, they have a really lovely moment. Um, yeah, but it's not real. But it's not real. And anyway, it's your mouth. It's just like, well, I'm going to freeze everything. And then he goes... Yeah, time for the sales pitch. For the sales well, he shows up first with Moraine, doesn't he? he doesn't, oh, yeah. He doesn't show up in the dream first, he shows up with Moraine first. Yeah, while well, he's talking to Egwene. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so Moraine does what any normal human would do in this situation. Defends herself. Try and kill this motherfucker first, right? Yeah. This guy's a forsaken, or he's possibly the dark one. I'm just going to kill him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Moraine's weak as shit. Looks like it. He did not even try. And I don't... Now, what do you think happened here? What are your thoughts on this? So, she went She went for the kill and he did something to her. Um, I think she might have muted her. He might have what? Muted her. Instead of... Instead of her... What's muted? Well, Like, that... shield? Yeah, shielded her. Shielded her. Yeah. Not stilled? No. It would be not I'm concerned that he's stilled her. Right. Look, if he's shielded her and tied off the shield, okay, we can work with that. We just go find somebody else who can untie the shield. But... It's going to be a bitch, but it can be done. If she was gentle, or whatever... Stilled. Stilled. Yep. Could she ever touch the one power again? No. So it will be. And if she could, she would lose a dramatic amount of power. So, if we were to say that she has been shielded, it would be the best course for the story. Yes. To go ahead, because this is. She needs her powers up until the point that she does not need her powers. So if she was, so if she was stilled. This will be a very. This will be a detriment to oh, the yeah. actual brand. Oh yeah. Okay. Look, yeah. her ability to just persevere and continue on and work towards the greater good constantly is the only reason that she maintains a level of trust with Rand. 
Right. Right, now Rand has zero trust levels. She's oh. one of two people that he will trust. Yeah. And the other one is a naive. Of course. But they're the two. He doesn't trust Egwene. He doesn't trust Matt. He doesn't trust Perrin. Woman. He doesn't trust anybody. He grew up with them. He's insane. Oh, right, yep. Yep, the insane part. His own dad rolls up and he tries to kill him. And then he realises that he tried to kill his dad and he freaks out. But <laughs> you know, he's like, oh shit, I just tried to kill my dad. Oh, oh, oh god, I need to go away for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's pretty far on. So, But yeah. Rand, has, Rand, Rand has some se- severe trust issues. Yeah. So Moraine not having her capability to, to, to just keep doing what she does. Yeah. And that is to support him in the best way she can see fit. Yeah. So yeah, that would be that would be a problem. Yes. So then, Ish- yeah. So Ishmael uh, basically he he blocks it. Let's just say he shielded her for now, and um, <coughs> she immediately goes, "Well, fuck you," and pulls a knife and holds it up against Rand's throat. She's like, "You, you could either either he come wakes back up and kicks your ass, or I slit his goddamn throat." She came close. Don't know if she would have been able to pull it off. You reckon? No. Not with a powerful channeler like that kicking around. He'd just, he'd just bind her in waves of air. She'd be stuffed. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, anywho, um, Rand starts to channel... Yes. ...above Baby Joya. Above Baby Joya. And um, Ishmael is giving him a little bit of instruction. Yeah, which is, you know... Now, the flame and the void, something I don't know if I've mentioned on this podcast before, mm-hmm. but the um, the blooming petal or whatever, um, the blooming rosebud is what the women use. And, like, it's like this mental arithmetic kind of thing. Right. Where they focus... It's a, it's a way to focus, right? Oh, it's a focal point. It's a focal point. So what Ishmael is, is giving him here is instruction on the flame and the void. So... Right. The vo- you you know you focus on the flame and you feed all of your emotion, so your anger, your pain, your sadness, your your fear, your joy, everything, mm-hmm. you feed it into there, and you become this you, you, a sense of calmness, which allows him to then fight the fight to channel Sidon. Yeah. So it's not easy to channel Sidon. It, it's a struggle. Yeah. So yeah, he does that, and he gets a little flame and void going on, and then Ishmael stuffs it. He says the wrong thing, doesn't? He? Yeah. Yeah. And so, anyway, he starts um, doing the whole. Um, Rand starts going, "Oh, he said the wrong thing. I don't feel okay with that. I'm going to start channeling to." The Sangreal, or something along the lines of that. And he goes, she doesn't care about being wisdom. You know, she wants to, you know, go to uh, Tarvalon and be nice and I and all that kind of jazz. She doesn't want to be stuck at the freaking Sheepville. Yeah, she she um she's seen a new world, you know, seen this new powerful person that she can be and um, you know the little quiet life in the two rivers 
Not for her. Bit too quiet. Yep. So anyway, Red starts channeling into the little clay dude. Yeah, the little Cyangriel. And um, he uh, he channels a mighty shitload into it. Yeah. And boom. Blows up Ishmael. Bye bye. Good. Kills him dead, right? Maybe. I don't know. I know these guys like to pretend that they're dead a lot. So anyway, he's gone. Ishmael's gone, and and Moran's like, "What the flip just happened?" <laughs> and Red's just like, "I felt the madness." Yeah, I felt the taint. Now the taint has been described. It's like like an oil slick on a, on water, right? You can't get to the water without going through the oil slick. So it's that kind of feeling like you know you know that the goodness because now this goes back to when Amalissa was channeling and she was like I feel amazing I can sense everything you know yeah the whole world it's like I'm like you know um that's the goodness it makes you feel full of life yeah is holding the source but the slick makes you feel like you want to vomit right so you get this joy and taint at the same time and it's this yeah. like real awful thing where you you want to touch it but it's oh it's icky but it's so good but it's icky but it's so good yeah and that's why they go insane because once they start touching it they can't stop so anyway Rams is like I felt the madness yeah. and honestly I'm just gonna fuck off yeah like uh, you, you said that everyone that channels that's a man eventually goes mad and kills everybody right and she's like yeah pretty much he's like well, on that bombshell, I'm going to fuck off. Goodbye. Tell, just tell everyone I died. Yeah, tell everyone I died. Um, you're, I know. She goes, I can't lie. He goes, don't fuck with me. You can definitely make some shit up. Yep. Uh, I'm, a, I'm out of here. See you later. Bye-bye. And not long after that, Ran, uh, Len finds uh, Moraine. Finds Moraine sitting there doing fuck all, staring at a rock. And he goes, you know, let me back in. And she goes, I can't. She said, I can't touch the source. It's there, but... She said... Yeah, now, this is... Now, this is why I'm thinking... That's why I'm concerned that she's still... Because, like, mm -hmm. she can sense it, but she can't touch it. Maybe it could be... I don't... Because I thought if you were shielded, you can't <coughs> sense it. But I could be wrong. It might be the other way around. I hope yeah. it's the other way around. But, uh, so Lan's there. They're probably going to head back to Shinar, or what's left of it. Yeah. Um, Ran's going off on a merry adventure. I have no idea where. But they were talking about the Heartstone. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, Heartstone. Sendula? Yeah, um, yeah, Sendula, uh, Heartstone is... Uh, created with the one power and unable to be broken by anything ever of all time. Like, it, 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 she mentioned it was scratched. No, that's a full break. That came from the floor. The floor was Sendula. Oh, right. Right, now, this is what I would believe is a seal of the Dark One's prison. Right, okay. And Rand just fucking broke it. What a dickhead. Well, you realise he was just trying to get rid of Ishmael. The breaker, um, sorry, the Amelin seat, the flame of Tarvalon, the keeper of 
the seals. That's a fucking seal. Oh. So, uh, Amelin, say, do your fucking job. Okay. Where Where are the seals at? Huh? Because I have it on good authority that there's one on a pirate ship somewhere. Oh, no. Yeah, he's, he, 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 he did not feature in season one. He probably should have. He's a very good pirate. A good pirate? He's a smuggler. Okay. Slash pirate, slash guy that gets in and out of shit very quickly. Yeah. Also, he, um... He's the getaway vehicle for um, Nynaeve and Egwene in the certain area as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're like, you, we know you. And he's like, no, I don't. I don't know you. And they're like, you're getting out of here and we're coming with you. And he's like, no, you're not. And they're like, Aes Sedai ring. They were not Aes Sedai. Aes Sedai rings. And he's like, ah, fine. You have until midnight. (laughs) You know, kind of thing. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, so... There's look, there's all these seals kicking around. Um, there's a bunch of stuff like that. So I believe they've made them a bit bigger, a bit more dramatic. Yeah. Because that looks like the whole floor is the seal there. It could be. Unknown. Um, yes. So yeah. that's that's pretty much it for, for yeah. that. And then we get to a nice beach. Oh my god! I really just. Look, this one, this is what this tipped me over the edge. This really pissed me off. Why is that? Okay, first off, right location, western, western front. Yeah. Western beach. Small girl. Getting pippies. Getting pippies. Giant naval force of the Sean Chan. These guys make the children of the light look like nice people. Oh dear. These guys are my most hated people. I do not like them in the slightest. Um, they have zero, close to no no redeeming features as a culture. Right. Um, they are horrific. Um, their entire culture is basically politically based um, off bloodlines from someone that lived 2,000 years ago. Right. And that somebody was Arthur Hawkwing. Arthur Hawkwing sent his armies across the Western Sea and they never heard from them again. And then in the meantime, Arthur Hawkwing and everybody on this continent, uh, Hawkwing died and they all had kind of like a, you know, the end of Rome situation. Yeah. Right? Where he united everything and then when he died, it all fell apart. Yeah. Now these are like two of his kids were sent over with this army and they went over there and they conquered the whole bloody continent. Right. And now they're coming back. Oh, no. But they have some weird ideas about how to treat women with the power. And it's not nice. Now... Do you want to elaborate? Yep. So, the Dame... um, So, the ladies in the grey dresses at the front, Mm -hmm. um, who were the ones that we could see channeling... Yep. They are... I would hesitate to call them slaves... Because they're something possibly worse than slaves. They are tools. They are not slaves in in the same sense that... um, They they don't even have... They they have their own personalities destroyed. And they are rebuilt from the ground up through torture. Right. Right. So they're essentially a shell. They're, they're tools, they're weapons. Yeah. Right? So, and they are 
uh, like owning one is a, a sign of um, influence. Oh God! You know, um, these guys are imperialistic in nature. They are. They're not. Think of like an accurate representation of these guys from like um, like a, a type of history. And the closest I can think of was probably feudal Japan uh, with an emperor. Right. Right. So you've got all these different guys. They're all they're all trying to court favor, um, do the right thing. It's it's messed up. Um, and of course, my favorite man in the whole series, Matt. Mm. Oh, he gets caught right up in these bastards. Oh God. Oh, in like such a big way. Egwene has a run-in with these guys uh, with Nynaeve. Um, Egwene has multiple runs in. She does not like these people. I bet. She kills on sight. Right. Egwene, the lovely little Egwene, mm. kills on sight mm. when she sees these guys. Fair enough. Also, okay, but now that I've talked about them, what the flip was with the tidal wave? No. Like, are we, I mean... I'm understanding there's some type of impending doom that's supposed to be given there, but mm. tidal wave? It's very meh. Meh? Yeah. Mm. So, uh, that has been The Eye of the World, Episode 8, and the completion of Season 1. Yay! Yay! Overall, I am so excited for Season 2. There is so much that needs to happen, but mm. I... I did not like that episode. I'll say it straight up. It was the worst episode of the season where it should have been the best. Yeah. Tarwin's Gap, we missed a huge opportunity for some fucking cool moments. Rand Althor travels for the first time in the series at the Eye of the World. He travels from immediately, instantaneous travel from the Eye to Tarwin's Gap where he then appears in between the Shinar guys and the Trollocs and goes, oh look, Trollocs, and immediately turns around and kills each and every one of them. Right. Then he skims, which is a different type of travelling. He skims, which is a slower version, but he skims to the dream world somehow where he then fights Ishamael, kills Ishamael, Right. And then immediately travels back to the eye of the world to find out what the hell just happened with everybody else because he ran off. Right. So he ran off. Moraine's like, I'll hold him back. She she did not hold them back. They kicked her ass. <laughs> but, oh, poor Moraine. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to try really hard. And they're like, you're a joke. <laughs> you are like a, you're like a little girl with a stick. Like, we are not worried about you. You midget. Yeah, well, they were forsaken. They were small. And she was not in, they're not interested in someone like her. So oh, poor Moraine. <coughs> Tar being four but, foot. But whatever. Tarwin's gap could have been spectacular. It mm. they could have really honestly, they should have they should have focused more on doing Tarwin's gap. Yeah. Alright. They they could have left out all of the shit with Lady Amalissa and Lord Algemar uh-huh. and focused more on Tarwin's gap being the crux. Because that would have explained the level of power that Rand actually has. Him just channeling into a little stone thing and, and removing one guy from in front of him. Right, that meant nothing to me. Mm. But a guy teleporting back out of the blight, blowing up an army of Trollocs, skimming into the dream world, fighting a Forsaken and killing him and then travelling immediately back again. 
Now that's pretty cool shit. Mm. Because then, after that, they find in the drained pool of Sidon that Rand drained when he got all that power, mm. certain items. Right. The Horn of Valir being one of them. Mm. The Banner of the Dragon being another. Right. Now, the Banner of the Dragon is a pretty big fucking deal. Yeah. You don't want to be flying that, because it's literally the Banner of the Dragon. It's, it's Louis Theron's banner. Right. So, you, if you have that, you are literally announcing yourself as the dragon reborn to the world. Right. And they're going to have to believe you because you have Louis Theron's banner. Big deal. Big deal. So, all kinds of shit that, that was definitely missed. Mm. Um, but I am looking forward to season two, The Great Hunt. Mm. The Great Hunt for the Horn of Alir. Starring Pat and Fane, Fades, people from across the sea, children of the light. Not bad ones this time, half decent ones. Great. It's right, they all die anyway. Um, let's see. Uh, Ho! Oh my god, if we get Bridget. Oh, or is it Birgit? I don't know. I, think, I always called her Bridget. She's like the Robin Hood of the Wheel of Time world. I want to say the horse. Mandub. That and the other Oh, Bella. Bella. I don't know what's going to happen with them. But Bridget is the Robin Hood of this world. She is a master archer. She is um, a hero of the pattern summoned by the horn. And uh, eventually ends up stuck in the real world. Right. She gets booted. So these guys all hang out in the dream world. Or something like on this plane of the pattern. And Bridget gets yeeted basically, by one of the Forsaken. Right. And the only way to save her is one of the girls Mm -hmm. to bond her. Right. So she becomes the first female warder. Ah. Right. No more spoilers. Um, We might be doing another episode there to kind of... Yeah, I... uh, So, yes, this will be the end of our Season 1 episodes, but I will be doing a Season Wrap... Uh, which requires me to sit down and watch all eight episodes in one hit, and then I'll come back with my thoughts and feelings. Yep, so we'll be doing that probably sometime this week or next. Yeah, um, but in the meantime, I hope you've all had a very Merry Christmas and a lovely New Year. Yep. Um, apart from the season wrap, um, we will be looking to do some new stuff, because... Obviously, a little bit of a time break between mm-hmm. now and season two. Yep. So we'll see what uh, we come across and we might be back sooner than then. Yes. Um, but have a great uh, New Year's, guys. And look after yourself. Stay safe. Uh, yeah. Stay hydrated. You always mm-hmm. got to stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. And make sure that you, uh, yeah, have a great New Year's. And uh, this has been... Season 1, Wheel of Time, with Cloudy Wakor. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Thank you so much for the support. And uh, we will be so happy to be back next year for mm. Season 2. Uh, again, if you guys want to email us or anything, mm. we'd love to hear your feedback still. So yeah, all, that would be all fantastic. All our information is, is coming up very, very shortly. Yes, all, all our information is attached to all our podcast information. Yes. So, uh, from Cloudy Record, this has been Season 1. Mm.
Hi, I hope you like our podcast. You can find us on social media on Twitter at Cloudy Wakor, that is W A C O R. You can also find us on Instagram, cloudy.wakor, and also email us with your thoughts and theories uh, to the Cloudy or Cloudy we have. Uh, so, the C O U D Y Wakor at gmail.com. Uh, We do have some more episodes coming out weekly and I hope uh, we hear from you guys very soon. Thanks, guys.